you have arrived at the Draper University Metacast. Live from Hero City. Join us fireside as we talk to inspirational founders, Web3 pioneers, and multidimensional hustlers. Together, let's make a positive impact on this world and the others. Here's your host, Chris Joan Yu. Chris Joan Yu. Chris Welcome back, Draper University Podcast. This is Chris Jonu, and today, as always, you're in for a treat. We have Daniel Keller, co-founder of Flux. And for those of you that don't know, um, I think it's one of the Web three's best kept secrets. I'm sure, a lot of people know about it. I had not heard of it, um, but definitely like Coin Market Cap top one hundred, and really killing it. Um, they have Flux which is decentralized cloud. And they have big players like Polkadot already using it. So um, they're not compromising anything in terms of user experience. And Daniel brings with him, you know, over 25 years experience in IT infrastructure. He's an entrepreneur and investor, disruptive, disruptive technology advocate, or is like he likes to say a cyberpunk at heart. And he believes in the betterment of humankind through code and we got quite philosophical. No, we didn't. It's just the bio. But um, loved hearing about how his product is disrupting the world and will continue to grow. I have no question about that. And hope you enjoy the interview. Cheers. Welcome, Daniel. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for joining me. Um, I am very keen to chat to you about Flux. Uh, all things flux and um, and your success and, and everything that's going on with you at the moment. But before that, I do that. I like to kind of go back, give the audience a little bit of context, set the scene. And I usually start with um, you and your entrepreneurial journey. Um, and you can pinpoint that to when you're a kid selling baseball cards or whatever. But I'd love to hear where it all started for you. Oh man, if I got to go back to when I was a kid, we're going way back, way back time. I'm I'm an old guy in the in in the crypto space, um, but yeah, I mean, um, I think I think the biggest thing for me was I was always a a, a big time into technology. So as I um, by trade, I'm a chief information officer. So I spent 25 plus years basically centralizing IT, moving everything to on-prem. Uh, you know controlling all of my infrastructure. And then I spent, I'm going to spend the rest of my career uh, basically pulling it all apart again and decentralizing everything. So, um, you. you know, I've been with the Flux project for four years. Um, I'm the chief strategy officer. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's kind of a little bit about me. Mate, short, short and sweet. All right. Um, and then what was like, where are, you, where are you based right now? So I'm in the States. But I'm, I mean, the nice thing about Flux is we're really dispersed. We're, we're, we're completely global. We're all over the place. So you could, it'd be a hard press to find a time of day where you don't have somebody online with Flux. And then when did like, okay, so um, when did it kind of blockchain, just like that realization, this is the future? Was it meeting the Flux guys? Were you, in, you, you said you're in a pretty early. What were some of the early yep. stuff you were looking at? So, um, Flux originally started its life out as, as Zellcash, which is, was a fork of uh, Zcash, uh, born in the midst of the 2017 bull run. Um, uh, we realized very quickly that 
there was bigger problems to fix than just, you know, another carbon copy of, you know, uh, another platform out there. So we sat down and we talked about technology and where we, we envisioned, envisioned it in the next five to 10 years. And uh, part of that was uh, the fact that right around that time, there was some, there was some issues with uh, centralization and we knew that it was going to continue to keep growing. Um, and as you can obviously see over the past several years, deplatforming of, you know, major people, to, you know, Amazon just turning services off to people. We decided we wanted to build a, a decentralized cloud. So we essentially wanted to build AWS on the block on the blockchain and allow the individuals who participate in the network uh, to be the ones that actually run the infrastructure. And that's kind of how Flux was born. Um, we also have Zelcor, which is a multi-asset platform, which kind of ties into that as well. But Flux really was a labor of love. Uh, the the co-founders all have the same ethos and the same kind of commitment to decentralization. And, and we really wanted to put our best foot forward. We didn't want to be another white paper in a dream. We wanted to actually have a really functional, deep ecosystem. And that's kind of where we're at today. So, yeah, this is the perfect segue, right? So is the visions there, right? You kind of look at look into the future. You say, hey, look, this is, you know, this infrastructure needs to be there. Um, but the, I guess, you know, everyone's excited. And then what the, the, the practicality of it all kind of sets in. What um, what happens next? Yeah, it's, it, it, that's the big thing is, is you know, how, how do you make, how do you actually utilize the technology? And, you know, the underpinnings of Flux looked at, you know, uh, the, the kind of the FOMO, the frothiness that came out of the ICOs and masternode crazes and things like that, and said, there, there are 95% or 98% of these, these things are really, you know, they're not functional. They won't be functional. They're projects that just for the sake of, you know, being a project. Where we wanted to different, differentiate ourselves is we wanted to really uh, develop something that was, that would change the way that we really uh, compute. So, um, you know, we're, we're big fans of what Satoshi Nakamoto did. Um, and one of the, one of the major problems that he pointed out very early on and in, in, as he was going to going through the, through the Bitcoin iteration was the fact that there was a large amount of computational resources that were going to just be, you know, used for transaction validation and, and securing the consensus model on the blockchain. And, we looked at that as an opportunity because we realized that if we could somehow come up with a proof of useful work model for the masternode projects, then and then they actually were doing something viable, then that that would be unbelievably beneficial. So that's what we did. Uh, we sat down and we we looked at it. We we also um, we looked at the proof of work side of the house. We're currently in the process of taking a look at proof of useful work for that side of the house. But the ultimate goal is to build something unique, something that it fixes a problem because we've got a lot of problems that need to be fixed. And uh, I think we have the technology backbone to do it now. And, you, and you know, given your, your background, right, um, is that how do you then think about, so do you just get, you had the founders, do you start building team? Is there research on like how you're going to kind of like create this experience that needs to go against, you know, some of the biggest players in the world how do you how do you kind of take it from paper to reality and i know it's probably far from done but i'm just curious as to how how you kind of see that playing out well i 
I, I'll tell you, let's do this. Let's go in reverse. So we just got done our uh, moving through our node happening. So right now on Flux, we have about 7,000 unique uh, dApps applications that are deployed. Our scale currently will do about 1.2 to 1.4 million uh, uh, consistent dApps deployed across the, uh, the entire network. And the reason it can do that is, is because of our technology backgrounds, the majority of the team who are here and working on the project are technologists at heart. So they're, you know, early, early adopters of cloud technology, early adopters, you know, uh, disruptive technology advocates. And what we did was we sat down and we said, what does AWS do well? What does uh, other platforms, uh, VPS for providers do well? And what do they struggle at? Well, I think one of the first things that came to mind is, you know, uh, they have consistency, but they don't have decentralization. That becomes a problem. And uh, that's really why, you know, how, where Flux excels is, you know, it's for the people, by the people, the community run the infrastructure. There's no third party. There's no gatekeepers. Um, and a lot of the technology, uh, the fintech, the DeFi, the, you know, whatever the term is, soup du jour, they all revolve around one thing, and that is how do we develop a particular ecosystem? Um, uh, we look at it as we have already developed the ecosystem, so we kind of reverse engineered what they were doing, and then we started to deploy it outward. So um, scaling was the other thing. So you know we know the, uh, the challenges Ethereum has with scaling. So we looked at Ethereum inside and out, and we said, how can we scale on demand? And how can we, how can we avoid this this almost developer's dilemma that they're in. They've built this network infrastructure out that they can't, they can't scale. So how do we avoid that? And we started working backwards on that. And that's how Flux was born. So, you know, in the end, uh, we have a very vibrant ecosystem that, you know, not only supports our ecosystem in being decentralized, but other ecosystems such as um, uh, KDA and Haven and Polkadot and Kasama and Pivx and uh, you, you name it. It's there's tons of projects in their quest to be decentralized, running infrastructure on Flux that allows them to be just that. And and on that right, like um, yeah, and like great points, right? I always think about like this the startup that you know gets the credits from AWS, whatever, and then kind of locked in for eternity, thinking about their kind of cap raise in terms, you know, including the cost of the cloud. But yeah, going through this, right, and, I, you know, I love having this this conversation around, all right, you know, I, I was literally, uh, I was chatting with um, IOTEX yesterday, they do an internet of thing kind of, and I'm just like, so in addition to, you know, pioneering this new space, it's kind of literally the question I asked, so like, you have this these additional challenges, right, that are just popping up all the time. One is like, you know, you're talking about community and ecosystem. So this is a, a new skill to learn, new skill to kind of, you know, foster a community at the same time. Can you talk about that a little bit? And then moving forward from that is almost the, you know, um, again, while you're pioneering and kind of coming up with, you know, totally new business models and trying, you know, new, new things that haven't been done before, you also have these regulatory things that you're dealing with as well. So, I mean, um, I'd love for you to share some light on that, you know, um, not just to highlight some of the um, the, the the low lights too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because it is, it, you know, there's. I, I get go through some of these interviews sometimes, and I get up and go, oh, you know, that was the the highlight reel, you know. And I think entrepreneurs just like this is tough business. I don't want to like 
let anyone think that this is um, uh, it is quit their it jobs. Is. It, it is a tough business and there isn't a day that I, that I don't get up and I'm excited for what disruptive technology comes into play. Uh, I, think, I think one thing you have to look at is the ecosystem overall. So you, have, you had, as Bitcoin came, came into play, it started disrupt, to disrupt the financial sector. And the ultimate goal, you know, the, 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 pu- the pure uh, uh, orange pill Bitcoin folks, you know, uh, they were focused specifically on finance. Um, Whereas Flux, what we did is we took that technology that the, the ch- and the challenges and the, and the gifts that were given to us with that. And what we did is we started to build out the next iteration of technology, not necessarily in, in fintech or DeFi or uh, any of that area, but actually in standard tech models, the tech stacks. So the nice thing about Flux is we built our project as an agile par- project. So if you run your project as an agile project and you have the team in place to do agile sprints, you can basically start to deviate uh, away from these long, monotonous uh, moments where um, you know you, you have to make decisions. We empower our community and we empower our team to take it upon themselves to help build that next disruptive tech. So there isn't one guy sitting at the you know, at a desk with, you know, a button that says yes and no, um, you go out and you do it, you go out and build it. And the majority of our technology has been developed by people who have been in the space, open source content creators, um, or, or worked for major companies. As a matter of fact, you know, we have uh, several people in the team that have worked for Fortune 500 companies. And they, they wanted to see a different way. They wanted to see a way that, um, you know, uh, it, you could iterate fast and honestly disrupt the disruptors because I think, you know, Web2 and, and legacy-based infrastructure, and there's going to be some folks out there that hate me for saying this, but they they came in and it started to disrupt uh, um, uh, blockchain technology. You know, you look at who holds the most ETH on chain and so on and so forth. Um, they, they The gatekeepers and those toll keepers, those toll collectors, all started coming back in again and flux came in and shook that all back up and we disrupted the, the disruptors because we said yeah not only are we going to shake up what you're doing over here with finance but we're also going to do that for electronic medical records and we're going to do that for supply chain management and we're going to do that for you know uh DeFi, and we're going to do that for you know soon to be uh, nfts so there's all these different components all these it, it, it's one of the things that i always say and the community loves is is the fact you know when the internet was born, people asked what could it, it could be used for. When Flux was born, they asked what can it be used for, and that's exactly what you know the mantra we have as a community and a team. Nice, nice, and and then um, yeah, and then can you just go through some of these you know the use cases at the moment, right? Because it must have been pretty incredible, you know. You guys working away, and then Polkadot knocks on the door or whatever. Can you just talk through some of this? some of these really cool things that are happening? Yeah, so it started out, what, what, what's the old adage? It starts slow and then very quickly, you know? So it's like, um, it, it started out with some trusted partners as we were building this out. We knew we were going to have to have trusted partners that worked with us. Um, so you got the, you know, the KDAs, the uh, pre-searches, the other projects out there that, that you know, uh, that wanted to be early adopters to, to the technology. And as a matter of fact, one of our very first, um, things that we deployed was folding at home, which was mapping and mapping uh, of the uh, COVID-19 um, virus. So it was doing mapping and, and folding for that. So 
And then what we found out very quickly is as we were building out these technology, we started doing, we call them the 30 and 30s, where we do 30 dApps in 30 days. So every day we deploy a new dApp and each one has a, a, a unique functionality, whether it's a game server for you know, Minecraft or, you know, you could uh, team speak, which is like a Trello or, or, uh, or not Trello, um, a Discord like platform. And all of a sudden, as we started to build these pieces out and, and it started to function the way that we wanted it to function, along comes the standard tech stacks. And we've already started working with the larger players in the space, in the technology space. And as a matter of fact, we'll have some pretty cool announcements coming out about that soon. But our goal is to not turn our back away from Web 2. It, it is to take Web 2 and Web 3 and make them a symbiotic relationship because I think we there's a lot of players in the space in the standard tech stack that want the experience of Web 3. They want to be in using Web 3 and developing on a decentralized platform, but they still want that security of, uh, of the Web 2 uh, infrastructure. So our goal was we're not maximalists. We believe that there can be a hybrid world between those two things. And I think that, you know, Flux can be the glue that pull, pulls it all together. So, you know, one of the things we did is, you know, uh, we started talking with NVIDIA specifically around their Jetson platform. And we wanted to be able to deploy the Jetsons on, on the Flux network. So today you can deploy a NVIDIA Jetson, a Raspberry Pi uh, directly on the platform. And why is that important? Well, it helps in our push for decentralization and allows people to participate uh, with not, with not, a, a ton of, of I mean, the, trust me, those Jetsons are super powerful, um, as long as it meets our requirements and they can participate in the network. That started other talks specifically around NVIDIA, and we applied and were accepted to the NVIDIA Inception program. And why is that important? Well, that's 7,000 projects in the Inception program, give or take, that, that are lo looking to develop the next version of technology, and we're right in, in the mix with them as well. So, um, I think I think the big thing is uh, what we're seeing now is a lot of people deploying um, uh, uh, websites, applications. Uh, their DApps are on there as well. We have a, a bunch of DApps running on there. People are deploying nodes from other uh, from other platforms to continue to keep bolstering their decentralization. Uh, so you know, uh, in, in the end, I think it's going to continue to keep growing even faster than. It, 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 this will seem slow at some point, <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it, but it seems pretty, pretty darn fast right now. Absolutely. And two, two comments that are, that I, I love you to elaborate on. One is, um, uh, well, firstly, just obviously there must be like the appeal for the, you know, the, the web three, you know, the, these, the polka dots and, and whatever else is kind of giants to then have decentralized cloud. Cause it's almost like, our whole premise of being then goes on an AWS server that kind of seems a bit redundant, right? I'm just, so I, is that the, like, that, like quite on quite honestly, everything that's running in DeFi right now, which by definition is decentralized finance is running its backbone on AWS yeah. or a platforms like AWS. That's why when AWS goes down, uh, you know, uh, a lot of these uh, swap platforms will, will go down as well because their infrastructure is built on that. Well, that kind of, goes against the the ethos of the entire project so it's, it's it's very difficult for you to say that you're a decentralized platform and you're not making some kind of moves to actually decentralize your infrastructure because guess what that's the meat and potatoes of what powers your pro project and if you're not taking steps to to do that uh th then then you're not doing the right thing so i yeah. think 
but but the thing about it is is I don't know that anybody knew that it existed until Flux started to to to, to deploy and and these app and these different p- projects started to come on board, and now they know there's another way. And we've seen, I, I mean, our network utilization is up, you know, ten thousand percent over the past several months. I mean, we 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 continue to keep scaling. We went from prior to our scaling to our node happening, we had about twenty three hundred uh, decentralized nodes all over the world. We're going to touch ten thousand probably here within the next few days. So that, as it continues to even scale up beyond that, is going to be, is going to be huge. And then, and then yeah, make, makes, makes perfect sense, right? And, 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 and you're right. And, um, and then so the next bit, right, which is also like absolutely, you know, true in my opinion around the hybrid, right? Because you do kind of, you know, you said maximalists or, you know, purists, however you want to do it. I mean, it is, um, that's one way of looking at the world, but I, I do agree with you on the, like, the kind of, um, the convergence or whatever, right? Because at the end of the day, I think that the consumer is the one that, that judges and they want a great experience. They don't care about, like, you know, compromising their their purist, their, their you know, their purist beliefs or whatever for the sake of having, like, not having a wait time or having a better experience. Is that, is that how you see that kind of? Oh yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know what, one thing that I'll, I'll share with you is I just got back from Bitcoin Miami. Uh, first time ever going to the, to a Bitcoin conference of that scale. I, I, a few years ago had went to one and it was, it was, it's like, you know, a, a few people sitting in a room and they're all talking about, I'm, I mean, I guess it's been more than a few years. It was well before COVID. Um, but it was massive. The entire event was absolutely astronomical. But the biggest thing that 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 I noticed and the biggest takeaway that I, I took was that maximalists are still maximalists. They believe Bitcoin is the end-all be-all. But the products that are, be, are being developed to use Bitcoin are all desperately seeking a decentralized platform to be directly in line with what Bitcoin and Satoshi Nakamoto's ethos was. And that's where Flux comes into play. And it was actually kind of wild. I was down there and, you know, people recognized me. We talked about the project. Um, you know, we, we, we went down the, uh, it's called an industry pass. You go on the second floor. As far as you could see was new projects, institutional projects that were looking to develop and deploy some type of technology around, you know, Bitcoin uh, and cryptocurrency. And it was super exciting to me. It was like, it was almost like, uh, you know, Christmas. I was just running down through talking to all these different people and, you know, uh, getting their input and, and telling them about Flux. But, but I left there uh, on the plane ride home and I was thinking about it and I was thinking how far the, the, the space, and when I say the space, the blockchain space overall has come to the point where it is mainstream acceptance now of, of we need a deeper decentralized technology to continue to keep building on. And that's why I think Flux is, is going to be so successful is because all these different platforms are going to need a home. And I believe that we offer that uh, in spades. And there are other people out there that say they do the same thing as us. You know, I, I don't mention names of other projects. All I would say is do, the, do your research and see where the infrastructure is actually ran. Um, if, if they're running on AWS and they say that they're Web3, they're not Web3. If they're, you know, uh, if they're co-owing in one or two locations, that's not Web3. That's not the de- definition of what Web3 should be. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's, we're in an amazing point right now. We're kind of in an inflection point in, 
for the entire industry. And I think it is a good one. And, I, and, and by judging the excitement and seeing what was happening down there, I really think we're there. Yeah, I saw a funny comment on LinkedIn, one of these uh, NFT thought leaders, whatever it is. I think that's that's the the title in the, um, uh, you know, under the, the headline under their name. And I think it was like, we need it to be more Davos and less Diplo. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, man, I'll tell you. He said that it sounded like there's quite a lot of party and stuff, but I just think that's kind of cool anyway, right? It's like, you know, you need to have a cultural kind of movement that goes alongside it, right? Yeah, I think I think that 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 is the community and that drives these projects. And I think we're if we can if we as a as as a space, the blockchain space, can put down our you know swords and stop being tribalistic. And start looking how we can benefit each other. Nobody, nobody downplays the importance and the value of Bitcoin as king, right? But there are many other platforms that are developing essential technology for them to be able to iterate to the next level. And for us, if if as a as a community, and I say as a as a global community, as a blockchain community, if we can get to the point where we stop doing the my bags are the best bags and your project is X, Y, and Z, and these guys are doing something that you're you're not doing so they therefore they're a better project. I don't believe that. I don't believe that any single project in the space is competition. I think it's opportunity. And we'd all be remiss if we don't stop what we're doing and really look at it holistically and say how can we benefit each other? How can we develop this to the next level because it's there. It's there for the taking and that is very clear. Yeah, absolutely. And this is why I love your comments around the kind of the hybrid stuff because to me, it's it's like lean startup one on one. It's like, well, what does the Amen. customer want? You know, yep. like, and if you put the customer at the you know at the center of it, and then you go, well, particularly those that are like you know uh, novices in the space, they just want to have a great experience, and then that kind of like puts everything in perspective. I think, right, and that's going to be like key to yep. mass adoption too, right? Yeah, we haven't his- historically. We have not, and I say we, and I, I'm referring to everybody in blockchain, have not done a very good job of, of making it easy for individuals to enter the space in, in a seamless manner. Uh, and, and when I say individuals, I'm not talking about retail. I'm, not, I'm talking more about institutional folks. And this, yeah. is where, this is where I believe Web3 starts to shine because the folks that if you would have told them, hey, you should probably look at this crypto project or this blockchain project. Oh, no, no, no. I, uh, I heard that's a scam. I heard that's, you know, oh, uh, we don't want that. If, if, you can, if you can convey that information to them and, and say Web3 is the next iteration. So we had Web1, which was uh, read. We had Web2, which is read, write. And we have Web3, which is read, write, own. This all looks like something that I know. You're telling me that this is the next version of the internet. I understand that. And that is the approach that we've kind of taken to explaining why we need to move through these iterative cycles. And, 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 and it's been very well, well received. And I, I, think, I think our elevator pitch for, for Web3 overall and for what we're, what we're doing is getting more succinct. I think we're starting to see that. Love it. And last question, Daniel. So what, what's next, mate? What, what you said you get excited, get out of bed and I, I you know, don't blame you, but, What's next? When does it? Um, yeah, so, open ended. Yeah, the net. We have a lot of we have a lot of uh, of irons in the fire. We're going to continue to keep developing out the ecosystem system aggressively. You're going to see some large players in the space start to 
dip their toe in the Web three uh, uh, pool. They want to they want to be able to to participate. And I, those are individuals uh, in the standard tech stacks. It's not necessarily in the in the in the crypto or the fintech uh, tech stacks. Um, we also are working very diligently on um, uh, a project called Project Titan, which allows um, institutions to to be able to participate in Web three as well. So you know, again, going back to that hybrid symbiotic relationship between Web 2 and Web 3, we want to be able to accommodate and welcome Web 2 folks that are making that transition in a very seamless process. And we also want to make sure that it is under the guise of complete decentralization. So we want to make sure that we focus on um, decentralization, bringing those folks on in that way. And we're going to continue to keep scaling the project out. We just hired a, a, a brand new CTO. We have a brand new uh, uh, innovation officer as well. The, the, the project just continues to keep clicking on. Uh, our goal is to be once, if it ever happens, when ETH goes to proof of stake, uh, we're going to be the logical next move for everybody to move to uh, with our proof of work. And the last thing we're working on, which is probably the most exciting thing out of all of it, is proof of useful work. And... Uh, we're working on being able to take those GPUs that are basically providing transactional validation and, and consensus mechanisms for the project to be able to actually be deployed for useful work. So if you know Dan's doing a, a graphics class and he needs a lot of GPUs to render a project, you'll be able to actually use part of the GPU processing power that's validating the network on your project as well, right through our marketplace. So um, that, that is a big deal because it really kind of debunks a lot of these naysayers out there that say, you know, oh, you know, Bitcoin has such a, you know, a, a large carbon footprint and, you know, uh, Flux's, uh, you know, mining side of the house is a waste of energy. It's not a waste of energy. And we're about to show really the world exactly why it's so important for us to be able to have that, 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 that infrastructure in place. So, yeah, those are a few things. I mean, I think it really overall. We're just getting started. We're not. We're four years into this thing, and we just now are getting to the point where we're ready to, to really, really run. Daniel, really appreciate your time. Thank you very much for joining me. Really incredible stuff. And um, yeah, keep an eye on things and appreciate you taking the time today. Awesome. Thanks again. And thanks for having me on. Taking you back to reality. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, stay up to date by joining our Discord at DraperUniversity.com. Please disembark.